Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome to the Saving with Steve show, where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a happier, healthy relationship with money. You know what? My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to thank you all for sharing us with your friends and family. Our show keeps growing. We're well over a half million listeners here in the United States. We're expanding overseas. In fact, we also have one of our favorite Christmas gifts that we're sharing with our listeners. We actually shared it with about 10 listeners, got their feedback. They loved it. In fact, most of them were moms and they said they had to hide these from their kids because they wanted to save them for themselves. It's called the Fabriza Lemon Baking Company. They make cookies, cake pots, and bruschetta. They're all wonderful. They're all natural. And you know what? If you're a friend of the show, you can go to our website, look for the Fabriza Lemon Baking Company. You can see it on YouTube. If you go there and you'd like to order, just remember SWS is the coupon code. SWS20 is that coupon code because you'll get 20% off. Let's talk about today. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that student debt reduction, what it means to do what it means to you, more importantly, even if the Supreme Court says, sorry, he can't do it, what are ways in which you can work to eliminate that student debt? So we'll be talking about that. But today, we've got something real special for you. It's the holiday season. We've got interest rates going up, all sorts of craziness coming on. It's all about trying to streamline what you're doing. And for that, we have a very special guest. We have Miriam Ortiz Ipino. Okay, just like the wine, and I said it. Okay, here's the big thing. She's a certified professional organizer. She's an entrepreneur. She's a blogger, a TV show host. She's the creator of the Streamline Solution. Miriam works with entrepreneurs and other busy and creative people to craft environments where they connect the controls that you crave and the freedom you desire while building wealth through organization. Um, And you know what? Organizing is about more than just being tidy. It's about who and how you want to be. And I think that's really a big line. And for a lot of people, that's kind of an aha because they don't quite get that. They think that if I got everything in the right place, it's not right there. So with that, I want to introduce you to Miriam. Miriam, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. This is perfect for this holiday season. Mm -hmm. And But before we get going... I know that you did this to create freedom in your own life. So tell us a little bit about your journey. What prompted you to get in this? Because I think our listeners and our viewers would just love to hear that. Yeah. So there's a lot of components to my story, but mostly the freedom piece was about seven years into my organizing business. I realized if I kept treating it like a freelance style business where people were just hiring me by the hour for money, I was never going to get to retire. (laughs) I live fine, but I was never making big progress. And so when I started realizing that to have financial freedom, I really needed to to figure out how to create a business. I had to really look at what my philosophy behind getting organized was. And I started putting the pieces in place. So I worked on my own money mindset first, and I realized how many places 
how I thought about money was affecting how I was being organized, how I was delivering my services, how I was all my productivity. It was all the same thing as how I was thinking about money. It was like, oh yeah, I can do that someday later. Oh, I'll look at that. Oh, I'm fine today. I'll look at it later or, oh, just for now. (laughs) Like all those little things we tell ourselves that affect our home, our work, our relationships, our money situation, and our clutter. It was all the same thing. So is it one of those things where you just decided, hey, I got to start doing these things now or? Yeah. Well, once I realized it was all the same thing, I started working on one and then I felt an alignment. And so it made all the rest easier. So if I became aware that I could control how I thought about money and how much attention I paid to it and what I wanted to do with it and assigned a purpose to my money before I had it, It came and then I could use it for those things. And it was the same thing with my stuff. If I assigned a purpose for all the different things in my pantry, I knew what to use those things for. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then it allowed me to eliminate the excess, right? Oh, that's wonderful. You assign everything a job before you need it. And then it makes sense. I think it's so interesting you say that because so many people, they're grinding it out when they actually could be doing very well if they got a little organized. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of amazing how many people don't want to actually look at their situation to orient themselves as to where they are. It's easier to just keep going and doing the same thing over and over, whether or not it's working. And sometimes it works. And so it seems like it's successful. But then when you look at it in terms of all the other side effects of not paying attention, the clutter that's piling up in your house, the inability to decide what to do next, the enjoyment of your day-to-day life and work, it can still be a problem, even if parts of it are working for you. So this just brings everything together. It makes it easy. You make decisions in one direction and all the decisions are the same throughout the things. So in other words, if you have your vital priorities or the things that you're focusing on, life gets a little bit easier and you get a lot more productive. Yeah. Your juicy desired outcome. It's so much easier if you know what you want. In my case, it's freedom to read and watch TV. (laughs) And so... I want to work a little bit less. So how do I structure my workday to be able to have massive impact and still work fewer hours? That means systematizing as much as I can, right? So it gets done Mm -hmm. easily and quickly and repeatedly, and then I get to enjoy the benefits. I think it's really cool that you say that. Everybody talks about, I have this goal of doing this and I have this goal of doing that, but yours is really cool. I want to go watch TV. Yeah. I mean, well, I got really sick of a lot of the gurus out there say the first thing you want to do if you are achieving your goal is to stop wasting your time watching TV or being on social media. Well, I think that totally depends on the person of what they're doing. If you are a TV reviewer and that's your job, you can't stop watching TV. If you are someone like me with a huge curiosity, but I don't like to travel, I get a lot of my information through books, TVs, and podcasts. So why would I want to not that, yeah. do part of that? You know, like I don't knit. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a whole lot of um, outdoor activities and 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 community activities in the same way. And so my outlet is actually relaxing and watching TV and learning something at the same time. So Well, perfect. So let's start yeah. talking about everybody else that's going through this type of stuff, the money blocks that people are dealing with, especially during this holiday season. Yeah. The great thing about money blocks, both the great thing and the bad thing, is it doesn't matter what income level you're at or where you are in your debt to income ratio or any of those metrics, you will have the same money block your whole life until you deal with it. No matter how much you're making, how much you don't have, if you have that block, it's just going to show up over and over. And you just have to reframe it. And it takes practice. 
Um, but I think two of the biggest ones are there's not enough. So I have to hoard money or hoard things or because it might go away. All those are kind of along the same lines. There's not enough. Um, or I get it and it goes away. I get it and it goes away. So there's like something to the weird flow of it. It's not consistent or improving. It comes and it goes and it comes and it goes, or there's never enough. Those are probably the two most common ones that I find in people. But there's also um, that thought that I just have to work harder to make more. I can spend at the same rate, but I have to work harder to afford the thing. So you're putting the cart before the horse or not understanding that it has nothing to do with you and how hard you work. <laughs> so it's, I don't, I don't know how much you believe in the weird energy of money, but it's a flow. It does come and go at what level is up to you. And if you are not paying attention, it's going to go faster than it comes in. And if you're not paying attention, it's going to never come in. I have some wonderful examples for you. Yeah. Um, that fit that because I'm in that state of California where you make a $50,000 income, you don't have very much. No, and you're still eating ramen at that point. Yeah. And I know a number of people who got in the habit of saving every mm -hmm. single week and they've been doing that for 30 years, but yet they have built up a nest egg of well over a million dollars. Right. They're actually going to make more from the income of their mm -hmm. assets plus the pensions and social security than they did while they're working. That was important to them was I need to be home at five. Mm -hmm. I need to be involved with my kids. I don't need to have the really hot car or anything like that because I can't afford it. I don't care. I want to put right. food on the table and I want to make sure they have a happy life. Yeah. And you know what? I know some people like that, that now they have a couple, $3 million, but they're still focused on those same attributes Yes. And they're happy as can be. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the amount of money. I mean, I, I guess up till 72,000, which I guess is the, the latest amount for minimum happiness or whatever it is. Maximum happiness. I don't know. I can never remember which way they measure it. Maximum or minimum. <laughs> but that's like survival amount of money. And you you lose the day-to-day -day worry about eating um, and, and shelter. And so anything after that is gravy. But if you don't know what you really want, what your juicy desired outcome for your life is, you're just trying to fill some hole that's never been defined. And so you can never actually fill it. But if you know what you're working for or why you're spending or not spending money, it, it all becomes easier. Every decision, what you eat, how often you eat, <laughs> what you work out, what kind of workout you have, what kind of relationships you have, what kind of satisfaction you're getting in everyday enjoyment out of things. All of that is based on what your desired outcome is. You if mine was status, it would be totally different than wanting freedom. Uh, Miriam, we're going to have to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. So stick with us. We'll be back with more Saving with Steve and more importantly, Mary Miriam. So stick with us. We'll be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. 
To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show. I appreciate you spending time with us. I want to thank you for sharing with your friends and families. If you're looking at getting some replays, they're available at www.savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information, insight on Saving with Steve, I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube page, our Google Play page, our Spotify page. Check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, AMFM 247, Talk Radio in New York City, E360 TV. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. Also, follow us on Facebook at Saving with Steve Sexton, where you can take a look at the guest gifts, behind the scenes stuff, the whole shot. Uh, and we're, you know what? Guess what? We're talking with Miriam Ortiz de Pino, the wine Pino. Uh, and you know what? We're talking about getting organizing, having more time, having more money. And I, I just think it's wonderful. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about key habits that mm-hmm. people can put in place, especially right now, it's really tough to, to stay controlled because you've got to buy gifts or you, well, you don't have to buy gifts, but you have to think about the gift giving and all that kind of stuff that goes along with Christmas. Yeah. Um, and it, it took me years to get my family to understand that I wasn't giving gifts anymore. <laughs> my brother got really upset that I wasn't giving my one-year-old nephew a gift. And it was like, he's not going to remember. It's fine. Um, but I decided I wanted to do experiences a long time ago. So I, I spend more time with the people instead of shopping. Um, But there's all kinds of side effects. When you give a gift, it's fine. I love that people give gifts. Generosity is great. But is that why you're giving the gift? Or are you giving a gift so that you get a gift in return? Are you giving a gift to um, prove that you are more successful than the person you're giving it to? There's always all this weird stuff connected to gift giving. Mm -hmm. They didn't appreciate it. They appreciated it too much. They didn't reciprocate. You know, all those things or this isn't what I wanted. What is the purpose of giving a gift? It's to show that you are thinking of the person and that's why they say it's the thought that counts. Um, So what is it about the gift that you're getting out of it? Not the gift recipient, what they're getting out of it, but what are you giving, getting out of it as the gift giver? is Mm -hmm. a great way to think about it. Um, Just because we go through these motions, we're expected to do things, but why? Ask yourself why you do things. And it carries over to all the things, right? If you're a giant gift giver, I have some friends that are great gift givers. I'm not going to tell them to stop doing it because they love picking out the exact right gift Mm -hmm. for some. But it's not this default. What do you want? I'll get that for you. It's more of a match to the values and what their desire is um, and what they're getting out of it. So define that first of all. Um, But also, so often people buy a bunch of gifts in December and then wonder why the next year is so sucky and they can't get all the stuff they want for themselves because they're paying off the debt of the gifts they gave to other people. It's like all of it, take care of yourself first and then, you know, never go into debt for gift giving. That's just kind of crazy in my mm-hmm. opinion. I don't disagree um, with that. I'm not going to judge you for it, but you're kind of crazy if you're doing it that way. It's backwards. Think about it. Give your gift, your money, a job to do beforehand, not after the fact. That's well, not to say I don't believe in debt because I think there's good debt and bad debt. That's a tool. If you use it properly, <laughs> yeah. you can make good money. Exactly. But also too many people use debt as a way to take trips, buy gifts that yeah. don't really provide any big benefit. I mean, it might give you a vacation, but at the end of the day, you're still in debt over it. 
And you right. might be better off setting a little bit of money aside every single week until you pay off your trip and then go. That's a little different. Yeah. That way you don't have to come back and go, oh my God, I got to work it all off. I think that moment I realized how hard I had to work to make enough money to pay my bills. Like mm-hmm. when you put it down, like I have to work how many hours to pay my mortgage? I have to work how many hours to pay for my car? Like that changed everything for me. But it's interesting how going back to what we were talking about before, people don't like to be oriented into what their current situation is. You know what? I, if I, you I, don't know, you can't adjust. I totally agree with you. My son, before he ended up with his degree, we had discussions about him purchasing electronics. And we typically don't buy our kids things right nilly-willy, so he had to save for it himself. When he started working at $15 or $16 an hour, and now he was going to buy this three or four or $500 item, I just asked him, I said, how long are you going to have to work to pay for that? And he did the math and said, <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to think about this, or I'm going to have to find it cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> and find then, a different way. And the odd thing is, is we went to other stores that was cheaper, and he had that same thought going on in his head. And he finally said, you know, we're not going to get it. I did waste a bunch of gas, but I mean, but it was one of those things you realize he just didn't need it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's determining the value of things and experiences for yourself. <laughs> um, and there doesn't have to be a rhyme or reason. I spend a lot of money on art. Other people would be like, why are you wasting money on a pretty picture? Because it's beautiful. It makes me happy. I get more enjoyment out of that than going on a trip most of the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I have it brings you joy. You got to do it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. So So, it's not about what you're spending your money on. It's about, is that thing in alignment with your values and how hard you want to work to have it? I go back to vital priorities with stuff like that. So now let's talk about the connection between mindset and productivity. It's all the same thing. What should you be doing? What ought you be doing? What are these weird expectations that other people have put on you that you've taken over for yourself without ever creating your own standards and expectations for how you're living your life? We have these obligations. Like I have to go to this meeting, or I have to join this club, or I have to take the kids to 12 different events, or I can't do that because I'm busy. Well, what are you busy doing? Mm -hmm. It's all the little busy work. It's the Facebook, it's the TV, it's the The distractions. Or is it shopping? Or is it um, complaining and making excuses for why you're not organized or working on the thing you need to do? What is it that's the disconnect for getting the things you'd really like to do? If by painting two hours a week, you had more energy to do all the other things and it gave you a creative outlet so you weren't as anxious or ADD while you were working on the work things, wouldn't it be worth doing two hours of painting every week? Instead of feeling guilty about I'm not in in you know quality time with my family or whatever, but maybe that makes the time you do spend with your family more quality because you're not distracted or stressed out. So, it's all a matter of putting it in perspective. Oh, I agree. So we have, um, and I know you've been talking about this, but is there do you like a like a couple quick steps that somebody do to create the habits that they need? Yeah, well, have all habits are practice. So. The thing that happens is people give up on a new habit the first time it doesn't work. Instead of saying, oh, I'm still getting the hang of this. I need to start again. So every day with a new habit, you have to start again until your unconscious brain remembers that it's a thing you want to do. And, you know, all the literature out there these days that you have to create the juicy desired outcome you're trying to get from participating in that habit. You have to pre-plan what you're going to do when you encounter an obstacle on your way to developing that habit. You have to commit to practicing that habit until it becomes a habit. And you know it's a habit when you don't have to think about the steps involved in doing that task anymore. So brushing your teeth. 
starting your car. Mm-hmm. When you fir- the first time you started your car, you had to go, oh, I have to put <laughs> for me. I'm dating myself a little bit. There's a key, there's a clutch, there's a gear, <laughs> there's a seatbelt, there's a mirror adjustment, there's a radio station, whatever it is. Um, you don't have to think about that anymore. But when you were learning it, you had to do those steps in order. And and you probably still do. You probably get up every morning and do five or six things without even thinking about it in the same order every single morning. And that's a habit. So mm-hmm. you have to know that. And you have to reward yourself for those completions as you practice. So you get a good feedback loop and your brain goes, oh yeah, I get a little dopamine when I actually do this activity instead of avoiding this activity. So it's not as simple as just saying develop a habit. You have to have a plan for the habit and practice it. And there's no set amount of times. It used to be 21 days, but that was based on a NASA study that isn't replicable in other situations. So it depends on the situation. <laughs> no, I understand. You read a lot of studies and it's one of those things that you have to create a rhythm with it and stick with that rhythm. I, I well, totally get yeah, that. It's, yeah. And it's it's defining the outcome. Is it that you want to lose weight all the time? That means you're going to diet all the time. Or do you want to eat healthier and live and be flexible and, and healthy longer? You know, what is the, the side effect that might be a juicier outcome than mm-hmm. losing weight? Because that's that's just a poor goal. Yes, you can no, measure it, but it's not exciting and you won't stick to it. Miriam, we're coming close to the end of our time. Yeah. I know you have a special offer for our listeners and our viewers. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could share that with us. Yeah. So um, what I'm offering today is the one minute mail solution. And it may not seem related to money, but it's all about the paperwork and that those bills and statements and things that people avoid. And it's the number one reason people call me to get organized is they have too much paper in their lives. So we start with the incoming stuff. It works for digital information as well as um, physical paper. And it's available at morethanorganized.net slash one O-N-E minute mail. One minute mail. Okay. Now, one of the things that we're also going to do is Miriam's been really nice. She's going to provide us a link that we're going to go and put on our website. So when you go to the savingwithsteve.us website, you want to go look at episodes, go to episode 107, and that's for Miriam. And in that episode, you'll see the episode, but below that, you're also going to see the link for that very special offer. And you're going to want to take her up on that offer, especially if you want to declutter and be you know, be more organized. Trust me, just getting rid of all that kind of stuff will make a big difference in your life. It'll free up some time. And brings clarity. Hey, Miriam, I <laughs> want to thank you so much for joining us today. There's a lot of ahas that people get from the things that you're saying because they don't realize it's just happening. And you've gave mm-hmm. them some solutions to make it easier for them to, one, make money, retain money. And just have more freedom in their life. And a lot of people don't realize that they got to work. They think they got to work harder to get more freedom. But the reality, you just want to understand what you're doing, where you're spending your time. You might find out you can get your whole day done in four or five hours and then go watch Mm -hmm. TV the rest of the day like you do. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about less. You don't have to work that hard. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of people who work, they kill themselves working out and they shouldn't, they don't have to. They can get better results. The key is getting in the shape. Staying in shape is actually easy. It it, it takes less work. It's just stuff like that. Miriam, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, Everybody, go to our website, go to Miriam's website, go to morethanorganized.net, look for the one minute mail, or go to my website. You can get that same offer. Again, Miriam, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for sharing your time with us and sharing your information with our listeners. It's been fun, Steve. Thanks for having me. Hey, have a wonderful day. Thanks. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night. 
and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show. We just had Miriam Ortiz Pino. She was here. She has a wonderful program. And that wonderful program is the Streamline Solutions. You can obviously go to our website or you can go to our website at savingaceive.us and get that one mini mail program. It'll cut out time out of your life, which is wonderful. I'm going to be talking about student loan debt. About a month ago, President talked about reducing it by 10,000 or 20,000, depending on if you're married, if you have less of an income. And that was looks like what is going because everybody's filling out all these forms. And guess what? It all got stopped because the Supreme Court didn't think it was legal for him to do that. So we would all love an extra 10 or 20,000 taken out of our college loans, but that's not typically the case. It also means that we need to take a look at this and be smart about student loan debt. But basically, student loan debt really refers to the money owed on a loan taken out for paying for educational expenses. An individual can borrow student loan through government or private resources, such as banks and other lenders, Rapid rising costs in college tuition and things like that make it a viable situation for students. But one of the big things here is this. Students are going to have to repay this after graduation. My son has a little student loan debt, okay? And he took it out for his master's program. They're giving him, they say, hey, you know what? You're going to have to start paying this back in two years, okay? In the meantime, they charge interest, so it would build up, so it makes sense to start paying it back now. It's important to start taking a look at this like any other debt. List the amount of debt, with list your, you know, what your minimum payment is, list what the payment date is, and start making plans to pay off a little bit more. That way you can work on digging into that student loan debt. My son was lucky enough to get some grants and, you know, he held on to those grants because there's no interest being charged on the loan during COVID and there's no payments to be made. But what he did is he saved that money. He put it in short-term interest rates. And you know what he's doing is he's taking all that money and paying as much debt down as possible. And then looking at saying, hey, I'm going to pay this much amount to student loan debt because he still wants to contribute to his 401k. And that way, instead of paying it off in 15 years, he'll have it paid off in five years and he can focus the rest of his life on saving money and accumulating assets, which is a wonderful thing to be in a wonderful situation can do it. But it's important if you're taking out student loan to understand things. The price of higher education has essentially skyrocketed in recent years, and it has become increasingly difficult to pay for it without incurring debt. Many students incur debt before they truly understand the ramifications of paying it back. Um, We've got friends 
They went to a college, a private university. They got a degree that isn't very viable, even though it's an interesting course, but they racked up a quarter million dollars in student loan debt. And yet they can't get a job that'll pay them more than 15 or $18 an hour. Okay. It's important to make sure whatever you do becomes viable and that you have the ability to pay it back because you want to make sure you understand the ramifications of paying debt. Student debt can cover more than just the tuition. It can often pay for textbook, miscellaneous fees, room and board. Debt can be worth taking if it means higher earnings potential, the satisfaction in your career. The reality is my son was offered a position with a salary that was more than people who had a bachelor's degree. So it was well worth the time and the money for him to go and get a master's. It's also important to take a look at what your career path is. If you have a career path that you're taking that enables you to make extra money or be able to pay that off and live your life and so on, you want to make sure you can do that. And this is just the dad coming out of me. And the dad says, hey, look, make sure you have a viable book career. And that degree you take is going to be something useful. I've seen people take history degrees and decide they don't want to go and teach, but they utilize those history degrees and the information, the knowledge that they've learned from that and utilize those degrees in the investment field, in the research fields, in many other fields and become very productive and they love what they do. It's just that they have something that's viable. That's all I got to say with that. My son and daughter hope and pray that Mr. Biden's student debt reduction program works because it'll take a little bit off the pie. That would be great. But the reality is I think there's going to be too many people that are going to be saddled with taxes due to it in the future. And as a result, with just the legislature from the legal end of it, he's not going to be able to do it. So you got to plan to reduce and eliminate your own debt and take care of your own college debt. So with that, I want to thank you everybody for joining us today. Uh, our goal is to have wonderful guests that impart knowledge on you to make your life better. Same with me. I wish you to stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time right here on Saving with Steve. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton.